0: Hey, what's up guys? On this episode of Muscle Minds, Dr. Scott is going to teach us how to do our own research. So if you're one of those people that's interested in taking your education further, further than you could here on a podcast or on a YouTube video, further than you could by reading a message board, then this will be the podcast for you. Dr. Scott is going to teach us how to uncover scientific research online. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Muscle Minds with Dr. Scott Stevenson. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code ADVICES for some additional savings. If you're watching this on YouTube, then uh, we would appreciate any feedback you have. Feel free to leave some comments. Uh, we appreciate the likes, the shares. All that help, stuff helps to boost us in the algorithm. And if you're new to our podcast, we have several shows coming out each week. So we encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell because uh, we that way you can stay up to date with everything we have going on. Dr. Scott, I can see the gears have been turning. We've been on connected here for 10 minutes now, and I don't even know what's in store. Well, I know a little bit of what's in store, but I'm just I'm excited. I'm going to turn it straight over to you. What's up, man? How are you doing? I
1: I like to keep you somewhat in the dark because it it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. (laughs) And that way you're like, what the fuck's he going to say next? You got your hand on on the pause button? Yeah, yeah, you never know. You need to stop. So this was – Actually, I'd, the wheels haven't been turning for very long. This is this is something that just uh, occur, occurred to me maybe an hour or two ago.
0: The wheels are always turning. Let's let's get that Pretty straight.
1: much, yeah. The wheels don't stop, unfortunately. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a pain in the ass. So what I wanted to do, actually, let, let's just hand me the reins here, Scott. Let's put me on the screen share, and I can kind of guide people through what I've got planned right. for today. All right. We're there. Are we, we're there? Okay. So I get asked questions. I see questions a good bit asking what is a science show or 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 basically deferring to me or some sort of an authority who only knows what he or she knows to in large extent because he or she has either done the research in an area they've actually performed some experiments or they've read the research and they've made it you know part of their deal as being a, uh, a researcher an academician to know that research but you can also Dig in on those things yourself. So, this is sort of you know my uh, this is where my uh, this is my my line here is how to do these things on your own to what whatever extent you can be your own bodybuilding coach and procure your own knowledge. So, what I sometimes get and and let me you guys can see the screen here. This was a question that Keenan Hollingsworth, who's a uh, an active wonderful. Contributor to the advices radio group. It's a private group. So Scott screens heavily Ignore this request for pictures if you try to go on there and he just wants to send pictures Just you can get in the group on advices radio and ask questions and and do these sorts of things So he's got a questionnaire that he asked and he said does anyone have any research that could suggest looking at acute effects for oral steroids? I'm interested in both physiological and psychological effects mechanism and outcome based and you can read the rest of it there so he's He's looking. He's wanted to dig in for whatever purposes here on this particular topic, in a very academic uh, way. He's not saying, you know, hey, I've got a buddy who says, you know, this affects him this way and this affects him. He wants to wants to know about the research literature. And of course, does anyone have any research? Well, of course, they're all pooling. They're all pulling that research from the same body of research of scientific literature, which is equally accessible to him in large part. Um, Probably not entirely. If he were a, an academician at an institution, then he would have access to some things he wouldn't otherwise want to go through that. But he, can get, all this stuff's right there available to you. It's sort of like, does anyone have, um, uh, that would be a bad example, let's say the Wall Street Journal is were a free subscription. I think you have to pay for that online. But does anyone happen to know what the Wall Street Journal has to say about this? And someone could say, well, why don't you just go to Wall Street Journal and search?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's literally, it's literally that easy. So... I wanted to show some people things that they may not know because I see this so often hmm. and this can be such a good way to develop your own perspective unfiltered by mine or anyone else's hmm. in answering these kinds of questions. So this is what I sort of put together um, and people can snapshot this if they want and, uh, and use it in the future. So there are Western science. We're talking now about, you know, obviously Western, what typically we think of as science and the, uh, in the Western mind, so specific search engines. Google Scholar is the big daddy. It covers a multiple different databases, and we're going to go there, and I'll, I'll show you how to how to use Google Scholar. It's really simple. PubMed, um, it's the Medline database. People, that's the old school name. You don't hear it called that often. People go to PubMed.com, or this is where the uh, it's a government based um, uh, database if someone were a previous college student or a JUCO or what have you, maybe even maybe even their local library, depending on where they live, you can gain access to a lot of this stuff through a library card. Uh, I've got friends who were in grad school who have lifetime um, memberships to their university library, so they can access all sorts of papers that you won't be able to get for free on Google Scholar or, or, or PubMed. But you can get many, many of them there. Sometimes, just as a, a kind of a forethought, there can be some really cool papers that you can't get for hmm. free. I buy probably 100 papers a year. And those are usually like 30 or 40 bucks a piece. Okay. <laughs> because I know I'm like, oh, that's the paper. That's the one that gives me the goods that's, that gives me the information that I couldn't otherwise find. And I just I just suck it up and pay for those. Yeah. Um. ResearchGate is a uh, is a, a site. I don't think you have, it's not a pay site, but you have to have an institutional login of some sort. So if you're someone who's in an academic institution, or maybe you still have your email from when you're in college or what have you, you'll need that in order to get on ResearchGate. ResearchGate hmm. um, Research and there's another scientific-based hub. I'm not going to say what it is because it's. It's very controversial as to whether or not both ResearchGate, which is where you'll find pretty much every researcher anyone listening out there knows of hmm. is on ResearchGate. Okay. They actually have a membership where they'll be cited. And you can request their papers. And it varies depending on um, whether or not uh, they have uh, legal ability to distribute those papers. So sometimes after a course of time, you can Typically, what happens is why university library access is so important. If you want to have access to um, the Journal of Applied Physiology as like an individual, mm-hmm. it costs you like ten thousand dollars a year or something like that. It's just outrageous. Wow. Okay. So you just can't. You just can't do it. Otherwise, you just have to buy the papers one at a time. It's not like you know getting a access to. You couldn't like go and just pay for access to you know fifteen different journals as an individual. Yeah. You go through university. Um, ResearchGate, if you find a paper in Journal of Applied Physiology that was published by John Smith, who's the, who's the person who does all the good stuff in your area, and you might say, hey, John, if you if you can get on there with the institutional login. And I've previously, you know, obviously been able to get on there because I've been a college professor. Uh, they will send those to you many times. They're really very nice, and I get requests for the things I've done as well. So these are ways you can go. So let's go to Google Scholar. Let me. Um, what I want to do. This is Safari, and what I what I've done. I usually use Safari for most of my browsing. Uh-huh. But I'm using Firefox. I use Firefox for all my scientific shit.
0: Really? Why is that? So,
1: yeah. Uh, a couple reasons. One, I'll show you guys. Um, it's easier to download. For whatever reasons, the preferences allow me to download directly to my database program. Oh, okay. And actually, the database there's a free database management program. I'm going to show you hmm. that only works with Firefox. Literally, I downloaded it today. I have no need for this, but I wanted to download this to show you guys how you can use one of these two. Cool. So you go into Google Scholar. And we'll go back now to Kenan's um, question. I think it's over here. Acute effects of oral steroids. So literally it's like, okay, what are acute effects of oral steroids? I'm going to copy that. I'm going to go over here to Google Scholar. It's just like Google, but it's Google Scholar. Yeah. Type it in. Boom, shaka-laka-laka-boom. We have all sorts of things coming up. So oral steroids are going to be also like um, birth control. Yeah. Because estrogen is a steroid. So we might put in like anabolic steroids. Okay Oops. so here we go. Um, there's, there's Stu Phillips did one of the earlier stuff on Andersstein He does a lot of protein mm. protein research. So you can go through they will list these sort of according to relevance. You can list them by, sort them by date. Let's not do that. Let's go back to any time here. And let's just start reading through. What you'll find is uh, I don't pay attention so much to the order um, necessarily. I start doing my own selecting, but neuropsychiatric effects of anabolic steroids on normal male volunteers. So that was one of the questions that Keenan had. Influence drink acutely and how much effects people claim to get from aggression energy, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, and he was interested in physiological and psychological effects. Hmm. So if we click on this one, we can click here, this will take us to the, the premier version, which is probably on JAMA, which is Journal of American Medical Association. Mm-hmm. You can also go to uh, all nine versions, and you'll, this thing will be listed all over the place. Hmm. So here it's, here it's on a, a, an Asian publication, or an Asian database, so multiple academic databases. This is, this is where it was actually published, and you're gonna see, if we scroll down here, we'll see this URL which is PubMed. So that's the one that I will use very often um, because it gives me a standardized way of downloading that to my database. But anyway, what we don't see here, I'm going to just go back, is this one of these lovely little links off to the right. PDF, that's where we get the full Monty. That's where we get the
2: whole
1: whole paper, which is what we want. Um, so you'll get those a lot of times here in Google Scholar, you get them. Sometimes if we go to over to PubMed, so this, this is a bedline PubMed, which I mentioned before, let's take, put this one in. I'm going to just copy it title and put it in there. Almost, almost always come up. There it is. And it just takes me back to JAMA Hmm. for the full text. And probably I'll have the option to buy this for like 40 bucks. Okay. If I want to. Let's see. You never know. Sometimes they don't show up. They like to give you some ads. So you have to subscribe to the journal. I'm not even going to go through that. Mm-hmm. Sign in with a personal account. Those are crazy expensive. Physicians will get these. Okay. Sometimes because this is a big one. So this one's not a freebie. Okay. Full text, not a freebie. Bummer. But some other places to start. Here's an abuse one. Charles Josalis, he's done a lot of this good stuff. It's a PDF, so what happens if I click this? You don't have to click a new tab. It'll download the PDF, and it opens up. I have Adobe Acrobat, so here is the actual paper. Ta-da, and this is a review article.
2: Hmm.
1: It'll probably cite that one. So this is gonna give you all sorts of goodies. So right there, we're already digging in. Hmm. But it's just on DHEA and Enderstein-Dione. Hmm. So I'm gonna switch back here. Anabolic steroids. Ooh, this looks like a. It's recent progress in hormone research. 2002. It's about 20 years old. So you can go through here and find all of this jazz. So, what happens? Like, what if I want to like, like collect this stuff? Mm-hmm. I use EndNote, and I have in this. Uh, edition of my database, almost 8,000 references.
0: This is the database that we've heard this, about. Huh?
1: There's, let me go back over here. The Scott that's Stevenson that's database that, 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 that we've, we've, we've heard you data, reference. Yeah. All right. So we'll get to examine.com and so search terms. But getting organized, EndNote and Reference Manager the two that I've used in the past. There's another one, I'm blanking on the name. And there's a bunch of free slash open source databases too. Hmm. So if you want to like collect all this stuff, just so you've got it, Mm-hmm. There are lots of guys who like to do that. You can indeed do that. <laughs> with, Zotero is a great one from what I've seen. I use EndNote because it integrates with uh, uh, Word or Word processing software. So then I can – it's pretty badass. Literally, I just copy the reference, paste it in where I want to cite it. Mm-hmm. I go, through; I've got a hundred of those, and, I, and then I actually have it create the bibliography. Boom, it's all done. Yeah, I can edit it. I mean, back in the old days, it's like – Oh shit! I've got ninety-nine references. I just found a hundredth,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's right in the middle. And for this publication, I gotta, I have to have them in order of appearance. Mm. That means if it's the fifty-third one, then from fifty-four to hundred, I have mm-hmm. to change all those numbers. Oh, jeez. Manually.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's just it was awful. I bet. I don't yeah. have to do that anymore. Yeah, Zotero doesn't do that. There may be a freebie out there somewhere that allows you to work with a, a reference manager of some okay. sort. So you can see how easy this is. Let's go back here and dig in some more. Like, Let's say that gave us some... Let's go back here. Let's click on this one. Okay. So this is... I have this one, actually. I've read this. It's 20 years old, but not a bad place to start. A lot of these things haven't changed a whole lot in 20 years. Okay. Ooh, so that's nice. Testosterone structure. People talk about... Five alpha reductase. Yeah, there's the fifth carbon. That's the one that gets reduced when you five alpha reduce testosterone to make dihydrotestosterone. Hmm. Is that the fifth carbon right there? This looks familiar, huh? On the uh, yes. Vice's radio shirt. Yeah, bada boom, bada bing. So this is at C alpha alkylated. Okay. Yep. This is where that happens. The seventeenth huh. um, carbon. This is where also where you add uh, esters. Oh so like really? Enanthate versus mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So modifications: A, B, or C rings. This is so. This, this is very cool. This is just pretty neat. So, seventeen beta esters, seventeen type B beta esters, um, testosterone, sipinate, propionate, enanthate, and decanoate esterification. Of this site renders the steroid more fat soluble and delays absorption of the circulation. Some people don't even know that's how this works. It's right there. Mm -hmm. I had to scroll down just a few pages. That's cool. So the longer this this molecule, propionate versus undecanoate for instance, the longer it, more fat soluble it is, Mm -hmm. and the slower it's released into the circulation. Mm -hmm. But if we do a 17 alpha derivative like methyl testosterone or methandrostenolone, D-ball, uh, halo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These rivers resist metabolism in the liver and so are orally active associated with hepatic, tox- hepatic t- toxicities. So, this is like all this basic stuff mm-hmm. we found like that. Yeah. It's right there. So, and this is also very cool. Modifications of the A, B, or C rings. So, um doesn't show it here. Maybe another one that shows the A, B, and C, but the A, B, and C rings are A, B, and C here. Okay. Um, so this ring, it's sort of ring of carbons, um, these uh, enhance affinity for the antigen receptor, 19-nor-testosterone. Yeah. Know what that is?
0: 19-nor-testosterone?
1: Yeah. What the is it? 19-nors?
0: Like just, just the 19-nor family, family in general,
1: you're yeah. saying? That one, that 19-nor is nandrolone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right here. So... Um resistance dromization to estradiol, phloxymesterone, nineteen or testosterone, blah blah blah. So it goes through a lot of this cool stuff. So you can hear the pictures of all these guys. Wow. All of our good all of our friends. <laughs> this is a nice one. You know, that's cool. Anabolic energy ratio. This is a nice, this is a 20 year old review, 18 years. And this, this is, is legit. This, this isn't, isn't
0: like you're reading this off of a forum.
1: This isn't like on roids.com. I right. Don't a I don't know if it is or not, but yeah. you know, this is the legit, uh, literature. And you can find so many cool goodies in here. So like, this is like, this is cool. Yeah. Shot performance of women athletes in East Germany. Um, Redrawn from uh, this hormonal doping underization of athletes. Secret program, the German Democratic Republic government. That's East Germany. So this is what happened to their shot put. I presume, I haven't looked, but this little block here means when they added the gear to the ladies, ladies supplement program. And Look what happened to their shot put yeah. throwing distance. This went up from 17 and a half to over 19. That's a gigantic improvement in performance for a world-class athlete in just like like 10 weeks so cool shit right
0: yeah hey just, just to i want to interrupt, interrupt for a second, second. you know yeah, my, my microphone, microphone sounds. Uh, this, this is, is off topic, topic. My, my
1: microphone, microphone sounds, sounds okay,
0: okay to you yeah You're okay somebody, somebody just, just commented just saying, that saying that my microphone sounds off like i'm in a tunnel or something but if you, you don't, don't hear that good. okay yeah, yeah if, if you, you don't, don't hear, hear that, that then we'll i'll rely on that
1: okay cool if anyone else hears that, let us know. But yeah, please I think do. So far, if you become unintelligible, we don't want that. Yeah. But, but that may, may not, not be because, because of the mic. The so. mic so. <laughs> this, this is this awesome. Flabbergasted. Yeah. This is, is, this, is this interesting to you, Scott? Yeah, this, yeah, this is, is really interesting because, because
2: this, you know, know we, we hear a lot, a lot of, times of times like, well, go, go do research. But
1: for, for the most part,
0: uh, an average guy doing research, it's
1: looking at reading on message boards the research that other people have done. filtered and filtered and filtered repeatedly yeah yeah yeah. this is filtered too but these are people who are authorities and this has been filtered through the minds of the of the authors in this case this particular woman but it's also been checked by peer review before published and those are people who are are trained to be scientific critics so this is this one's published just review article where was this published the Endocrine Society—they're very well established. They've been around for forever, so this is a big, yeah, this is a big um, publication.
0: There was something I wrong just, with my mic. It's oh, fixed. what? Okay. It's fixed now, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, but we'll we'll live with that.
1: Okay, cool. So, there, so there's androstenedione that keeps on popping up because this this was the Androstein-Dione. This is the Mark McGuire thing. This, yeah. this is back when that happened, where that was such a big deal, you know. So this is why this is being addressed so much in some of these earlier papers. Um, I actually have a paper somewhere in my filing cabinet over there that's in German um, that someone passed along for me. There was some behind-the-scenes publications from East Germany about what Anderstein-Dione did for some of their athletes. So basic antigen receptor, um, antigen receptors – Lots of cool stuff here. Very basic. This is a nice place to start with some of the earlier stuff. Mm. So this is a basic way, adverse health effects. So we have to watch out. Um, This comes from bodytuning-check.ch. That's just where the PDF originates. This is, I'm going to go to the, uh, look at all 12 versions here. This thing's published in various places. But it's from regulatory toxicity. So that is that's the uh publication site that's a that's a peer reviewed journal okay so just so happens that someone made that available and Google Scholar scans the scans the the internet hmm. to find pdf versions of these publications okay. Some of these on Google Scholar may be you know technically uh pirated oh no kidding yeah huh. yeah well that's that's the thing that's that you know people are balk against so much is that, is that this is there's a tremendous publication cost or it's it's very actually you have to if you publish something mm-hmm. at least back when I was doing it, I think this is still the case most of the time, you actually have to pay the institutions pay or the individuals pay to publish. So if you publish something in regulatory toxicity, you may have to pay five hundred dollars okay publication cost as the author.
0: Wow. Huh. But
1: you don't get any proceeds from that. It's not like you're putting on Amazon people are buying it. Yeah. Um, that's those are just publication costs because these get printed out and put into. Um, uh, I think they're they're still put on the shelves, hmm. and then then they will uh, also charge universities libraries to have these as part of their databases or be part of a database that, um, plan that the universities will subscribe to. Yeah. So, um, and there's that PDF again. So we could download this, this one. Looking at adverse effects. So this is the whole. This is the actual. And these are nice because, for instance, um, in the absence of strength training, the muscle size is increased by higher doses of anabolic androgenic steroids. They give you these references, and guess what? These are clickable links, just like I have in my my Be Your Own Bodybuilding Coach book as a PDF. Hmm. So Bosan is the study that everyone talks about. This takes you down to Bosn. You Can see that this one. 600 milligrams per week in college-age males. So all this stuff is here in this paper. So the rabbit hole begins. Hmm. So here, here is, let's go back to uh, Keenan's question. So he also was asking about Anadrol in particular. Okay. I say why. So Anadrol is a trade name. So if we go back here. To, we've done it there, too. Anadrol. Luckily, oxymethylone, anadrol, I've obviously searched for both of those. Mm-hmm. If we just type in anadrol toxicity. Mm-hmm. What we'll get, because people refer to anadrol 50 or anadrol as the lay term for oxymethylone, right. is we'll get some Google scholar hits for like from like steroid.com or... Huh. Whatever this whatever this there's a citation somewhere here. I don't know what the hell that is. Here, this is from the steroid forms. So you gotta be careful. You won't get purely academic sources. Really? But okay. if we Yeah, if you put in Anadrol or if you put in like let's try to even make it even worse. D ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it might it'll give you some, but it gives you all sorts of weird things. So there's yeah, that didn't give me anything. Yeah. So put in D ball. Yeah,
0: try it without the space, without the hyphen. Yeah,
1: and Anna, try Annaball, D ball, any phone looking for us. So we got the iron man so you, you don't y you, you're not you are not going to get if you put if we just put in Diana ball, we're getting a little closer. Yeah. So you do get reference to Diana ball because that's just so ubiquitous. Okay. As a term. Um so So you'll get when you when you start type. Let's go back to uh, this is the one he was interested. Okay. Anadrol here. So now you start getting you see and it gives you anadrol and toxicity. It shows you in the abstract. Yeah. So, so we're not this one here's a mouse testis. Gives you a PDF here. That's the source, but it's fine because it's from this Iranian journal. Okay. Not the best known journal. So what we can do then is put in review. Okay. So you always hear about anodol being used in women, right? Uh Uh-huh. What if we just put in women? There we go. HIV wasting men and women research gate. I mentioned that before. Uh Uh-huh. This is a PDF, so we click on that. Yeah. Boom, we've got it now. Huh. So here, here's one of the ones people talk about, massive doses. A double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial of 89-HP-positive. you m- women and men with wasting assigned to the anabolic steroid oxymethylone. 50 milligrams, BID is twice a day, TID is three times in a day. 100 to 150 milligrams a day, baby, hmm. of Anadrol in women. Wow. Uh-huh.
0: Did they say for how long?
1: Yeah. course they did it wasn't a day <laughs> that's for sure yeah yeah uh 16 weeks wow that's
0: a that's a hefty dose for a hefty length of time four huh?
1: months yeah like that's the, that's the whole pre-contest period right i'm going to, like hey they gave it to the women mm-hmm. but i tell you what you know what they did it looks like i just kind of caught this eligibility we wanted to make sure they're at least 18 let's okay. not start them too early yeah so, but they had HIV, so it's, you okay. know, that's not a good thing, especially because this was done in, what was this published? 2003. So we, yeah. HIV, I, I believe back then was pretty fucking scary. It's like, your liver's a little stressed, now you got HIV. Let's let's do what we can to keep you alive. Yeah, yeah. So that, that is sort of the mindset and the rationale. So what's interesting here is that you can actually get a historical perspective looking at these things.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And think people are, are weighing, you know, from a social consciousness perspective, mm-hmm. what to what extent was HIV like in our minds back then? It's like, oh, shit, like this is the one that could come. This was a, a, this was HIV was kind of like how people are thinking of covid. Hmm. Like, this is the one that could take down the human race. Right. Yeah. This is apocalyptic type stuff here. Yeah. So if we need to find something really strong that has some you know, strong side effects as well. To hold on to muscle mass yeah. so that people can maintain their strength, so to speak, in order to to be able to withstand the ravishing effects of HIV. Let's do it.
2: Mm-hmm. That so, makes sense.
1: Yeah. So 40% of the g- g- patients in the three times a day, 24% in the two times a day, 8% of the placebo group had greater than five times baseline increase okay. for ALT, AST, and gamma-glutal, UGT. So... Other adverse effects were not increased over placebo. So it's just had elevated in uh, elevated liver enzymes. Hmm. They had some grade four toxicity. I have to see what that is. But, so this is just so another fascinating stuff. So this is exactly what Keenan was wanting to go into. Mm-hmm. And the, so you can't, you really, you're, I don't think you're going to see anyone going, I mean, people, guys, even the guys who push the limits, you know, take, you know, your most, your best known, Mythical steroid user in the in the bodybuilding world, like Craig Titus, was you know we can right. don't like to talk bad about Craig, but apparently he like went for the, went for it. I don't even Craig Titus would have been doing 150 milligrams of Anadrol for 16 weeks. Right,
2: straight.
1: right, right. That's all they did, of course. So there's right. no polypharmacy involved here. Yeah, these yeah. were not actually the you know the healthiest, obviously either. Mm-hmm. So they only had they only had six women total that were given the drug. So okay, six, two, and four. Sure, how they randomized them that way? Maybe it was just the ones who finished. Maybe two of those women couldn't handle it. Mm. That's the interesting thing too, is this was not a weight or body mass relative dose. So mm. these women were more than likely smaller than the men. Mm. If they started off with four, four, and four, let's say, and they had two drop out from the 150 milligrams. Oh they, no, they they lessened the, the two times a week, two times a day. Sorry. So they may have had higher dropout. Wait, so that's what you go through.
0: They split it into two times a day?
1: Yeah, yeah. they had a three-time-a-day 50 milligrams. I see. And a two-times-a-day. So yeah, they didn't give them a 150 milligrams all in one dose. They just split it up. Okay. That's what the TID or the BID means. Okay. So sometimes you can um, look up the selected word. Oh, okay. Three times a day.
0: Huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, literally, it's like... So much as point and click. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I have Adobe Accurate, like I said, so I can like edit and all sorts of things. BID. That one didn't come up, but that's. It means twice a day. Okay. Yeah. So bias and two. bi Biweekly. Um, bisexual. Yeah. Bi meaning two. T is and try. Trisexual. Try anything. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> little joke little joke that is like uh, totally like
0: you sound like a uh you're making like a professor jokes now we need a yeah. we need this
1: is like you at a blackboard basically this is uh yeah this is uh, this is my gig man i love doing this this is why they hated me when i was a professor why what do you mean he's because he's, he's so fucking boring like you know he <laughs> sort of and like you know six to the topic nothing but business all right so Unfortunately these are look like crap. These didn't very good <laughs> resolution on these um uh figures. But anyway, this is a nice a nice um the data probably is in the tables as well. This is a great this addresses what he was looking at, at least in terms of physiological stuff. So let's the other thing that Keenan was interested in, and like imagine how much fun you could have if you were just doing this, you know. Like this is so much it's so easy, right?
0: Yeah, you could spend a lot so, of time doing this too.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I've spent years of my life doing this. Probably 10 years.
0: I can imagine you have really good retention too. like Victoria has really good retention. That's why I think like if I if 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 I ask you, I'm like, hey, Scott, what is uh, you know, what are the effects of antidrow? You've read this, you know, it's like then you part of your intelligence, I think, is that you lock that away. Then you're like, well, I did read a study. You remember that study you read, you know,
1: (laughs) the the more you, you develop sort of a framework upon which to build your knowledge base. So, yeah. you know, if someone says, like, let's say they're a total newbie to the gym and they say, Scott, like, how do I do my train my biceps?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you'd be like, well, you can do standing dumbbell curls with a, or standing barbell curls, or you can use a preacher curl machine. You know, you can supinate on the way up and, and front it on the way down. You can use a cable curl. You can use do concentration you could go through and you could give them like literally rattle right the top of your head 30 different types of curls yeah yeah because Holy shit, how does you remember all that stuff it's like we because you've been lifting for decades like that's yeah, in I your get mind that. I get that yeah it's, it's the same thing really
0: it's funny too and I because I see this with you sometimes it's um the longer you the more you know the harder it is to answer a simple question there was a time that I just tell people like well you just got to reduce your carbs you want to lose fat just eat less carbs done right but
1: that you know doesn't what I mean? work for everybody. right well maybe i didn't right.
0: know that at one point you know what i mean it's yeah. like that's yeah. worked for most of the people that i've known at one point in my yes. knowledge base that was maybe it may have been my answer
1: you know you know I, as an aside though i get asked like i get stopped all the time just, as you do as probably most of the people listening here do they get people see them say wow like you look so good obviously you've been doing this for a while you know some things like how do you do that and yeah. i will I just I just tell people, I'm like, so what are the five things you should be doing that you're not or the five things you aren't doing that you should be? Mm-hmm. And it can be a combination thereof. Okay. And they're like, they're like what do you mean? I, 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 I can do this, go through this in like 60 seconds. I'm like, okay, so as an example, do you drink on the weekends? Yeah, like too much? Yeah, okay, boom. What kind of crappy foods do you eat that shouldn't be eating if you want to be leaner? Well, I have, you know. And, like, you can look at the person and kind of, like, if they're, if you can tell, like, they're Italian, they have an Italian, like, maybe if they're from New York, you hear the accent, and you're, like, you're, you're from an Italian family, I'm just guessing, like, yeah, you guys eat a lot of Italian food, a lot of a lot of fatty sauces and cheeses and stuff, and that's probably not the best. Like, yeah, you're right. It's like, okay, boom. So how often do you go to the gym? It's like, well, it's inconsistent. It's like, we got to set up a pattern. You go through that, and people come with those five things, hmm. like the big rocks. Yeah. In, in no time flat, they know the answer you're mm. just telling them what they already know
2: mm.
1: and that helps like so i do that all the time with people because otherwise you know the c details thing doesn't help
2: mm.
1: so but but this is this is very sort of specific yeah um so it's very fun so one of the things what we're, i was going to somewhere the next was oh mechanistic and outcome based So I think he's looking at like maybe a muscle mass. Let's type in – let's just put in mechanistic to see. I don't even sure exactly. I think he means like mechanism of action. So let's put that in. Whoops. And it even offers up that. So here's probably more than what he wants. Induces hemopoietic stem cell cycling. Hemopoiesis is like erythropoiesis that's making more red blood cells. So, if there's anything, aplastic anemia, we know it's used for that. Um, Anemia, just kind of scrolling down here. And you want to look mainly for the ones you can read the whole paper on. Um, Telomerase activity in hematopoietic cells, that's interesting. What's that mean? So... One of the things that happens each time a cell undergoes mitosis, and creates a copy of itself. There are little bits and pieces of DNA that are lost that can oh. be replaced. Those are called telomeres. Yeah, okay. And one of the things when they first were just sort of discovered is like, oh, this is, is going to be the fountain of youth. You see in cancer cells, which are immortal, so to speak. They don't die. They just keep on replicating themselves until basically the host dies. Yeah. Cancer kills you unless you do something about it, obviously, is that they will sometimes have overexpression of telomerase. So when they make copies of themselves and they just keep on growing and growing and growing, they replace those bits and and ends, those telomeres, that normally get lost. And as those get lost, you lose function in the cell. Mm. Some of the DNA, the coding is lost various ways. I'm not an expert here, but you you lose some cell function. So it's kind of like, imagine every time you brought your car in to the mechanic to get fixed, and like you know, a couple of the diodes from the uh, the PC the um, programming control or the PCM were were lost. Like some of the electronics of the car was like kind of degraded. Like just pulled out like a couple of fuses or whatever. And next is like, okay, I don't have left turn signal anymore. That kind of sucks. But you know, that's what happens to cells as they undergo huh. mitosis and grow. I was kind of but, thinking like
0: a copy machine.
1: Yeah, there's degrade exactly. That's another way to think of it too. So be like if you didn't replace the ink. Yeah, in the copy machine, eventually you just end up with copies that were useless. You couldn't read anything. They looked okay. like the figure from that paper we just pulled up. Huh. It's like I can't tell what this is. So telomerase activity refers to the ability of the cell to replace those lost bits and pieces of DNA. Huh? That usually get lost, or it's basically you, it's the ability to refill the ink. So they're um, saying Anadrol stores. can do that. I don't know. Oh. We gotta look at it.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'd be curious now. Let's open it up.
1: It'll probably have a nice little so this is uh keratosis congenica. It's, this is a it's an inheritance even telomere maintenance involved in, it's in the skin, I believe, or in, at least in keratin production. so telomeres are important DNA repeat sequences we'll look at the end of eukaryotic chromosomes. Actual protective cap to avoid exposure of single stranded DNA to cellular DNA damage response machinery. Since the of telomeres is catalyzed by the enzyme telomerase, which is particularly active during development. Blah, blah, blah. Telomeres shorten with each cell division in vitro and in vivo until critical short telomere length is reached. That's when the cell starts having issues. Hemopoietic stem cells, blah, 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 blah. Let's get to the bottom of this here. So this gives you the whole background. This is what's nice about this. It gives you, and of course, if you don't know what these things mean, like there's a, a citation. So in most somatic cells, includes cells and across many species. Hmm, what other species? We click on five. Longitudinal studies of telomere length in feline blood. Cells, so that going, we're talking about cats. Okay. Sometimes you'll find that the researchers don't do a very good job of substantiating their claims. So you uh-huh. follow up on the reference, like. That's a reference, like, in many, across many species, and they named one wow. in that reference. Cats, like, that's, that's not many, that's one. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I want to see your review with all sorts of species. They've done this in, in C. elegans and um, uh, in fruit flies and worms and roundworms and all sorts of things, but mm. they didn't decide to cite that for some reason. Mm. So we'll go back to the abstract. we get to the answer to your question. So, da, da, da. in conclusion, no significant difference in the ability to functionally enhance telomerase activity could reserve for the three androgen derivatives, ADs, studied in vitro. Physicians, therefore, might choose treatment based on the patient's individual comorbidities, pre-existing liver disease, and expected side effects. So, didn't have an impact. Okay. So it was worth looking at, you know. Yeah. If, we're, if we're wanting to keep, um, in this case, they're looking at, uh, hematopoiesis and oxymetholone helps with hematopoiesis. Keep your red blood cell count high. That's why it's a good choice for people with HIV. Hmm. They can become anemic pretty easily. Oh, okay. Um, that's why you ha- why you you have that in there. So, hmm. thinking long haul, if those cells are degrading because we're turning them on to produce red blood cells really rapidly, the more that they those hematopoietic cells have to undergo mitosis the more t- telomeres might be lost hmm. more rapidly and we lose the telomeres then those cells lose their viability because they get to that critical telomere length. So it's basically we're making more copies and we're going to run down our ink stores. If, if choosing anadrol, let's say, versus some other antibiotic steroid to create more red blood cells means that we keep the ink stores more full and we can make copies for two years versus three years, or three years versus two years, so longer period of time. Then Anadrol is the choice over Nandrolone, for instance, or some something else. So that's why they wanted to check that out, but it didn't seem like they found anything here. I see. In this particular study. But pff, wild shit, right? People looking all like like this person, these people, where are they? Uh, are they in Denmark? Yeah, I think so. Ach in university, Germany, they're Germany, Deutschland. Mm. Yeah, so you know, obscure stuff, right? Yeah, but it's being done. Yeah. So here's, you know, this is something that I'm sure uh, um, Victoria has. Oxymethylone differential between the ovarian and endometrial effects. Mm. Hopefully she. I know she's running into everything. Hopefully, not too many women come to her who've been doing 150 milligrams of, anadrol a right, day for right. weeks. But you know, there's going to be effects on both the endometrium and the ovarian. So maybe like some a woman has gone on oxymetholone mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe she thought she was getting Winnie, and you know, and she was using anadrol. and now she's trying to reestablish her her hormonal cycle. Yeah. And she wants to both get pregnant. And she, so you've got menstrual flow and you've got ovarian refers to the, the ovarian cycle producing eggs. And menstrual flow is obviously connected. And endometrium refers to the menstrual flow. So you might have a situation. This is what this study was looking into. It's probably with, I don't know, you probably use an animal model here, I'm guessing. But you might find that, you know, the menstrual flow is not indicative of ovarian function. Hmm. After there's a there's an offset between those two, right? Yeah. So that woman actually might have ovaries are, are doing their their job. They've got a there's a monthly cycle there, but you're not seeing normal menstrual flow. Or could the other way around? Yeah. The limitation is menstrual flow, and the limit the menstrual flow might be something because the person got become anemic or what have you. So this is that's an interesting piece of information that you know for women in particular. Mm-hmm. So. Or maybe that that's something that you'd see with any type of steroid that there's a there's some sort of um offset between the recovery of ovarian endometrial function, so so we're not finding much on the mechanism of action though, so let's just put in let's add a search term okay. So bone density. Hmm. So guess what? Hmm. Let's say we want to start collecting some of this stuff. There's Two mm-hmm. ways we can do it. One, we we've, we've obviously got these. Mm-hmm. Let's go back here. I want to I want to I want to go back and say, what if we want to keep ourselves really organized? Mm-hmm. Where is this one at? That was the uh, back one page, I believe. So this is the paper. Okay. If I click that one, it'll open. I believe it'll probably open the PDF again. So let's go to the source here on PubMed. So I use EndNote, which is what we see here, and I could show you guys how to do that, but most folks who have that already know how to work it. I got this nifty little freebie called Zotero, mm-hmm. and it actually, intera- it. it it's it's set up with a, an add-on that works with Firefox. So I have the Zotero app. I downloaded this today for free. cost me zilch. I haven't been got, getting a bunch of pop-ups or ads yet. So, so far, so good. I go back over here to uh, Firefox. I've loaded up the actual paper. And Zotero, the database app, let's see. doesn't have it there. I'm going to go back. Let's see if we can make it work. Ah! So this little, people may not be able to see that. If I click on this, save to Zotero from Google, works with Google Scholar. How cool is that? So, I, I'm in Google Scholar. I have found the two listings for this particular paper. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to do is click on the Zotero button for save to Zotero. And it actually lets me choose which of these versions I want. I'm going to take the PubMed one, which is the second one. Mm-hmm. And save it. Let's see. And I click that and let's see what happened. Ha ha ha. So I'm over here in Zotero. There it is. I don't know if people can see this. Let's mm-hmm. see if I can. Um, can you see it okay?
0: Yeah, we can see Maybe it. Maybe too small. I mean, it is small, but we can we can see it. I mean I don't know if people will be able to see it on their phone so much but
1: yeah, I'm going to make it bigger and bigger. It's got to be a keyboard shortcut for that. This is all free stuff so you can't expect too much. So it actually added it right there. That's cool. You can create folders so I could I can make an Anadrol folder. Yeah. New collection. Anadrol, go back to my library. But then the end of it all connection. You know what? I actually, let's see here. I'm going to right there. Attachments. Hmm. Let's see. Add attachments. Attach stored copy of the file. It's going to be here in my downloads. Let me go double check here. The name of it is IJMS 21, igms 21, boom. Hmm. I've now added that PDF. There you go. I can start gathering those things. So someone says, hey, I've got um, – someone asks, like, hey, what are your – bet? I-, I found some, but I can't find some of – I'm looking for something on this on Anadrol. Yeah. Do you have one? It's like, you know, I think I have it in my database. Let me go check. You've got 15 of them in here. and You can go copy that one. Let me see what I can – I don't mean, know what you can do. There he is. Uh-huh, there. I can open that back up. Ooh, it even titled it differently. Oh. Ah, it named the file more appropriately. It changed the name from this this obscure you know, numerical name to oh. the first author. at Oh, that's beautiful. Huh. EndNote doesn't even do that. That's cool as shit. Huh. So it retitled it for me so it's easier to find. Oh. I want to look for V-Area Al. It's there. So it has a, somewhere it somewhere I created up a folder for the Zotero. I like this. The only thing about Zotero is it doesn't let you well, – there's all sorts of cool stuff here. Related. So you can you can create interrelationships, looks like. So this is a very, very, very cool freebie. Hmm. And this is – it's open source software. So let's see what haven't we covered here. So if you want to get the papers, do it the same way I've just talked about. Let me see if you can if the Zotero works in PubMed. I think it probably does. Whoops, wrong. So let's see. Let's see if we can find this thing in PubMed. Okay. Is it there? Is that one of the lists? Yeah, there it is. So if we're in PubMed, look doesn't look at the like Zotero integrates with PubMed. Oh mm. wait, it does. It just didn't show up. So I could I could save from PubMed as well. If I like to use PubMed, which is just the Medline database. Most things on Google Scholar are going to be in PubMed, not always. Mm. You know, it's also cool.
2: Mm.
1: Check this out. If we want to use find the like original like package insert so I put that as a search term so this um, gave me some anything that refers to the package insert refers the original information that comes from the producers of anadrol as oxymethylone it's there You can also include patents, so let's do a patent, because patents are available in Google Scholar, so there's probably a patent here for this. Here is Administrative Non-Oral Androgen steroids to Women. It's a patent. Let's see what this has for us. Anadrol did not come up because it's an oral, obviously. But it mentions oxymethylone. So, and actually this patent, it talks about non-oral antibiotic, antibiotic steroids, but it includes oxymethylone. So they may be referring to inject, injectable anadrol being used for women. And this patent refers to a way to administer all of these steroids to women. How about that? Hmm. So I never I never knew there's a patent out there for administering analog steroids to women, <laughs> injectable orals to women. It's hmm. been patented. Someone no owns this patent. It may have expired. So I want to make sure I've not missed anything here. But these are the basic ways you can do this. Yeah. If you want to um, even do a broader search to start, which is very nice, you can just type in review.
0: What does that mean when you say – because you, you mentioned that earlier, review.
1: Oh, it's, so it would be a review article. Okay. So review articles would mean like the one by Kuhn that we pulled up, this guy, this, this paper. I think it was this one here. Yeah. This one by Cynthia Kuhn. This was the first one we looked at when I was talking about the modifications of the different carbons. Mm-hmm. This is a review article. So she's just reviewing, generally, anabolic steroids. Like you can't get you can't get more generic than that title. Okay. It wasn't side effects. It wasn't ergogenic effects. It wasn't psychological, psychiatric effects. It was just anabolic steroids. So we so
0: review is general.
1: Review, yes, it's a review of the topic. Okay. We're reviewing the topic in a very general way. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, like you review a bodybuilding show, you're not talking about how did Nick Walker do. Mm. You're looking at, you know, all the c- categories, you know, what were the placings and all of them, everybody. Okay. So just review or a review article is what the generic term for that. Hmm. So review will get you a lot. So usually you review of the Japanese literature on a hmm. patacelular carcinoma associated with antibiotic steroid therapy. So this is a very specific review. Yeah. We're not talking about um, reviews of the literature in Europe or North America. Mm-hmm. In the Japanese literature, you don't have a PDF on this one, but you might be able to find it somewhere else. Protective role of royal jelly and oxymethylene reduced oxidative injury in mouse testis. So this was from the journal. It looks like, it looks like they cite endocrine reviews. So it came up because that it actually – Google Scholar would go into the PDF, even if it's not available, and use fine search terms in the actual article sometimes. So if there's a citation to a review or the word review is in the article somewhere, it'll come up as well, even though it's not a review article. So that's a very specific one, but a lot of times you'll find review. And a lot of times this is nice. So this is the one we've, we've already, I, I've done, downloaded this at some point in time. Um, and if you look, it tells you in this abbreviation here of the search, of what it found, review of oxymethylone, the 17 alpha alkylated antibiotic steroid. This is a a citation that is in there, something was in press at the time, that's cited. So I was like, ah, that looks like a nice review. Is that... That's this one. So this article, review of oxymethylone, a 17 alpha alkylated androgenic steroid, is cited here because this is a little snapshot, a little clip from this paper where you see review of oxymethylone, a 17-alpha, alkylated anabolic steroid. Hmm. So sometimes you'll find in the searches that look within a paper a paper that didn't come up in the search that you want. So let's say this paper didn't come up in the search. I could copy that, go up here, paste it in. Of course, it finds it for me. so it gives you all sorts of ways to find goodies. Yeah. yeah. Meta-analysis is another term that can be used. I won't find as much there, but here we go. So, one of the que- one of the things that Keenan asked about was outcome-based. So, I think he's meaning body composition there. That's what I take that to mean size, strength, performance, body composition. Um, so here's one, effect of testosterone, body composition. Here's one, HIV wasting. Uh, did not, I don't see a, a meta-analysis there. So we're looking, I don't think there's going to be a meta-analysis on, on uh, oxymethyl in particular. But you're finding them for testosterone, of course lots of them there and here's an analysis a meta-analysis on anabolic steroids and repurchase with athletes and recreational users so that's a general meta-analysis so here's a nice paper i'm gonna open this one up this is the super combo people have started to do so they'll do a quote-unquote narrative review Hmm. where they're like they're narrating like this is what you know so-and-so found this and -and so-and-so found this and Um. these are like Finding this study did this, and the preponderance of the studies suggest that this is going to be a typical side effect you might see. in that most of the body increase in fat-free mass is due from fluids, acute, acutely, and you know skeletal muscle mass, blah, blah. blah. So a, a systematic review or a narrative review mm-hmm. is a nice way to look at things, and that's what they did in the past. But the meta-analysis is where they take the numerical. Statistical outcomes mm-hmm. of each of the studies that have met the criteria that got basically the information they need, and the studies were well enough done, and they compile those meta meaning huge, and they do a, a, a jumbo giant meta statistical analysis mm-hmm. of all the studies that they could fit into their criteria for the meta analysis. So they basically take all the studies and do their, its own study, a meta meta analytic study with that. So the systematic review tells you, eh, let's well, sort of qualitatively, like, here's what we're seeing, and then the meta-analysis weighs all those things from a new, more numerical, mathematical, quote-unquote, objective okay. viewpoint. Huh. So this is a, this is awesome. Reproductive system. Let's see what the conclusions were here. All sorts of conclusions. Reductions in luteinizing hormone. These results. Majority of AAS users demonstrate hypogonadism with persistent low gonadotropin and testosterone levels lasting for several weeks to months after AS withdrawal. Anabolic anterior use results in profound and prolonged effects on the reproduction system of athletes and recreational users and potentially on fertility. Nothing we didn't know, but we know that because not because some bro necessarily said this is what happened to me, and many bros do, but also it's been studied. This is what you can expect, too. This is how much LH will go down. So they've actually taken in this case thirty three studies, combined them statistically. So they got a total of almost eighteen hundred users and non users at control groups, most were men, six studies with some female athletes. You can read all this. That's cool shit too. That's a lot of work right there. Hmm. Thirty three studies. Yeah. They took all the data out of those studies that they got from the results, combined them, and did a statistical analysis with that. So, and some of those were with oxymethylone. So, if we do, we'll find that listed. OY is what they used for oxymethylone here, so... (laughs) <laughs> so this is cool hold on I'm going to go back at the beginning here this is look look at this this is a badass table huh studies these are the studies that they looked at OY refers to oxymethylone that's the abbreviation they use. Mm-hmm. so I just d- typed in OY and now we're looking at here are the studies you can click and link them and here are the types of antibiotic steroids they looked at and in these particular studies so they did a summary study so there's one Two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we just came across, here's the mother load of studies where people were using either alone, which is going to be very few of them. Mm -hmm. We've already found one of those. Or in conjunction, Hmm. anadrol, oxymethylone. So... So so you want to go down, there's more rabbit holes here. So you can, no if you kidding. go and dig in, click on this one, then you go and you find, ah, there's that study. Let's look, go to that one, Strauss, number 54. Let's flip this back around. And guess what? All I got to do, copy, oops, put this back, Google Scholar, paste it in. There's that study. It's not a freebie but we can at least read the uh, abstract patterns of use of 32 bodybuilders and powerlifters gyno in four of the 20 current users, one of the 19 other subjects, 56% increase in increase in irritability, aggressive behavior. So if you wanted access to that, if I, if I thought to myself, you know what? Got to have this one, man, got to have it. <laughs> so, I could view or download this to cost me fifty five bucks Wow, okay. that's pretty pretty steep. normally they're about $40, forty mm. thirty to forty that's a pricey one. but if someone um you might so let's 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 apply some of this let's say I want to find this and let's say I've got access to researchgate mm-hmm. richard strauss James Wright he used to write for um Flex magazine. no kidding yeah don C- Catlin he was pretty sure he worked for wada for many many years hmm. world and we doping agency and richard strauss is familiar too so you could download this citation if i click this it'll download this to uh a citation that i can upload in endnote hmm. or i can save this to zotero directly from here okay it's in the freebie but i'm going to go over to research gate type that just put in that title. Do we get anything? Let me try this here. Nothing. There it is. Publications. Here's the publication. So if I want, really wanted this and these guys were so willing, mm-hmm. I can go – I'm going to click on this here. Here are all these. Here's the study again. I can ask the authors, hey, would you mind sending this to me? Really? Huh. Yeah. And people – I get requests for the things I've done, huh. and they will send me stuff. Sometimes you have to wait for a while. Yeah. But what's also cool here – here's the citations related research. So there's more. So this is Strauss. Here's James Wright again. So this is another way if you have a research gate, you have to have institutional access for this. But you, okay. you may be able to do that if you were an undergraduate. If you went to college, mm-hmm. you could even probably call up your college and say, Hey, I want to get on research gate. I'm still I want to take these skills that you that I learned in college and I want to keep applying them. I'm a lifelong learner. Thank you so much for charging me without the yin yang for my tuition. <laughs> I want to keep on learning. Yeah. Can I please have a you know, a, a, an email address as an alum? Mm-hmm. that I can use to get on ResearchGate. And what else has got Richard Strauss got going on here? Hasn't been much for a while. Hmm. He doesn't seem to be on there, but I, I, he's this was in 83, so okay. I just know that name because he's done a bunch of things here. But James Wright, James Wright might actually, he's the guy I'm thinking of. I think he's the one who wrote for... Um, the Ohio State wrote for um, Muscle Mag or Flex Magazine so you can just keep on digging and digging eventually you can get almost anything you like and there's another way to do it I'm not going to people would know this it's a scientific hub
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you kind of use that term I'm kind of hinting at what it is and it's it's a tough thing because like I said the, the journals have to you know they publish all this stuff and it's their information and they're the ones who disseminated it and blah 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 but people have you know it's nice to be able to have access to this information as long as you're not making money off of it and selling papers yeah people you're just using it for your own edification or um you have to be careful in presenting this stuff at conferences or Uh presenting it when you're like doing seminars so i have to be very careful that i haven't taken something that's not freely available okay and use it for a figure when I'm charging people hundreds of dollars to see me give a talk, right? And I'm basically, you know, breaching copyright on this kind of stuff. But, um, and last but not least, Examine.com. They're just awesome for as far as supplements goes they're totally unbiased they won't suggest any brand mm. they refuse to do that mm-hmm. i know the people that started it i know uh, someone who used to work for them i think he may still do it um you have you, they do have sell these supplement guides which are pretty pretty pricey but they're and they're up continually updated guides so i'm logged in here on everything imaginable
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they have tons of free stuff so let's put in um I don't know if oxymethylene will be in here because this is about supplements, like true supplements, not super supplements. Let's just try anabolic steroids. Yeah, not much. Not going to find much there, but. Yeah, but it is. I,
0: I have used it just to learn more about individual compound supplements. They're great, you know, for that.
1: It's phenomenal. Yeah, so what is a steroid? That's great. You know, vitamin D is a steroid, testosterone, cholesterol. Those are all hmm. chemical speaking steroids. Um, but you know, every creatine question ever asked has been answered over here. Yes. You know, so, uh, and they do like muscle building supplements. Let's just check this out here. Everything is here pretty much. So let's just put in arachidonic acid. It's very well done. They list the level of evidence. They have the studies. You can pull the studies up. You can click on the studies. It'll load them for you. Mm -hmm. If you had Firefox as your default browser, you could add these things, download them, and add them to to your own personal database. So... I just want to mention Examba.com because it's basically as objective as it could get. And uh, um, they don't take money from any supplement companies at all. They just sell their own guides with your own bias. So they're a kind of a lone shining star of objectivity out there outside of the, the traditional research databases and literature search engines like Google Scholar. Okay. So those are that's a great one so i say hey look on examine.com and if, if you can't find it there then it just means it probably just came out like in the last five or six months hmm. okay so but hopefully like for keenan i hope um i got when i answer that question i'm like man i just i see these questions i can't like there's so much there's so many ways in it's like it's just like a whole mansion full of rooms to go look in if you go on research gate and google scholar and blah, blah blah you can dig in on so much of this stuff and you actually read the papers and read the references within those papers, the information is all so there and that's everything I just showed you is free. Just aside yeah. from salmon.com, you can buy their supplement guides, but a lot of that stuff is free. You just don't have it put together in, in it's convenient a way. Yeah. And those guides are pretty inexpensive and they can, you buy them once and they update for a lifetime. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, but this is all it's all free stuff. That's it's awesome. It's like Google. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted the people that because like, 'cause 'cause I'm gonna get asked this, Scott. I'm gonna get asked this again mm-hmm. for the next For many, many years to come. So now we have this podcast that's going to help me and help hundreds of people, thousands of people, um, be able to, like, dig in on this stuff themselves.
2: Yeah, I think that's great.
1: Yeah, and some of the groups that are scientific-based groups where people will say, hey, do you have any good research on um, beta-alanine? And it's like, yeah, there's tons of it. Like, have you searched like why why are you asking for someone else to send you things where you can find those? Like you go on the ISSN site, um, International Sports Science and Nutrition, and they have a position stand on. Also, I think they have one on beta alanine that's <laughs> there, and people are still asking, and you can find that. It's for free to download on their site, and it's a free download through uh, Google Scholar, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. And people still they just don't know. Yeah. So it's like ah man, this this is just should be so widely known and available to people it's just kind of crazy it'd be like like you know i want to start working out like how do you find a gym Hmm, yeah like it's literally that obvious of a question in a certain degree it's like well have you like tried like looking on your the map on your phone (laughs) just type in gym yeah because there's lots of them right it's that simple and then you start like okay then you read the reviews and you know then you start filtering out talk to people who might know so then if someone comes to me and says hey scott you know, I'm not quite following this whole thing on, like, what happens after oxymethylone binds to the antigen receptor, because it doesn't seem like it really binds to the antigen receptor. If you look at this paper,
2: yeah.
1: it's an oral, and the orals don't bind. Like, what's going on with those? It's like, ah, well, there might be another antigen receptor that's not being picked up on. It's in the of studies. There's transduction studies that have been done, and then... That's where I love to help people to mm. clarify stuff that I've dug in to try to answer because I've gotten to that same place where it's like, well, how the hell do the orals work if they don't bind the antibiotic steroids? Mm. That's some of the research shows that the binding affinity is like for shit.
0: I remember you showing us that before.
1: Yeah, yeah. So those are good questions that I that I love to dig in. And and you can start you can dig in and find those, too. But I understand people are not trained to scientists. so They won't be able to do that necessarily. Yeah on their own but they can certainly get a long ways and they can get in the door and start looking around and then you say okay so i have these i want these i have these two colors of paint that i want to use to paint my walls and i don't know the difference between these two brands yeah you're the paint expert help me it's like ah let me tell you here's what they don't tell you about this paint mm. or here's what they tell you i not tell you about this this study was done in this this particular year and if you look at this that and the other and blah blah, blah. then you can talk to someone who's been around the block a little bit and dug into these things and that's where I'm, I love to help people out because I know they've already taken the ball and run with it as far as they can. And now they're they're running and they want to keep on going and I'm like, come on, man, let's let's do it. I'd be happy, more than happy to help you.
0: Well, I think this will be helpful because like I said before, a lot of times we, we, we don't know where to go. And our first thought would be to just go to Google, you know, type in uh, Anadrol. And then what are you going to find? You know, it's probably not going to be the resources we looked at today, but now, Everybody has, you know, a few more tools they can dig mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. So that, that's pretty cool. Thank you, Scott. We appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And if you go to Google, it'll actually send you to Google. Some of the results will be Google Scholar results. Oh,
0: really? Okay.
1: Sometimes, but not always. So it's, the term will give you non If you're on Google Scholar, it doesn't necessarily say you're going to get academic term, uh, sources. Okay. So you put an anadrol versus oxymethylone. Yeah. Look at the source. But a lot of times, if you, for instance, if you go to Google and you and you paste in an entire reference, yeah, or the title of a paper, Google will get you that. Okay, yeah, it'll give you that because it recognizes that's that that's a scholarly source. Yeah, that makes that sense. You're searching for so Google is intelligent enough to yeah. to basically load you into the Google Scholar domain of its search results.
0: Like if I type in an address, it'll take me to Google Maps. It, it can differentiate.
1: Yeah, exactamundo. Yep, just like that. Gotcha.
0: All right, cool. Yeah. So, I'll be sure to I'll um. I'll copy this stuff down I'll put it in our show notes I mean obviously people could take a screen cap of you know what you what you have here um. but you know we'll, we'll put that in the the show notes so that people can you know take those links directly from it
1: I just I just texted it to you so you won't have to
0: excellent perfect
1: <laughs> no need to do all that man we'll make use of the technology all right sounds good
0: anything else while uh while I got you here
1: Thanks for hanging with me. I'm hopefully this helped you too, but absolutely, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Scott. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to like put this information out for people. Cause this can help a lot of people.
0: Absolutely. You know, man. so
1: you're, you're making this available to you're the, if it weren't for you, then you know, this information, I'd be putting it on Instagram or, you know, doing the YouTubing myself. So I appreciate that.
0: Right on. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I can. And I hope that, uh, you know, some of our listeners will get something out of this. And I know we have a lot of people that are really interested in learning more, you know, uh, I just read a comment. A guy was like, you know, all you got to do is take, you know, the drugs and, and lift heavy and eat food. And six months later, I gain 50 pounds. It's like, well, OK, yeah, there is that route. But you know what? Right. Some people want to take it a little bit further and understand what they're doing. And I think that that's who our audience is. So mm-hmm. I think they'll appreciate yep. it. So think I so. guess with that said, for another episode of Muscle Minds with Dr. Scott Stevenson, I'm Scott McNally. Guys, we will see you soon. Thanks, Scott. Peace.
1: You're welcome, brother. Thank oh.